0: Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Jenna. Hi.
1: Hi, friend.
0: Are you wearing something different than we did
1: the last time? No, 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 no. Oh, you're in the same thing? Same thing? You're in the same oh, thing. not from the previous episodes. No, from like the last no, one we just recorded the, five minutes ago. From when we Bats recorded no, before. No, 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 no. Come on. Because this is the same, so it looks like I'm in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no one's thinking that. I was listening to the Poco Poco podcast today. Love them. Should we just turn our podcast into a reaction podcast Yeah, to the Poco a Poco podcast?
0: I mean, I was like struggling to get through it the other day.
1: Really? They were guys so mean to each other.
0: And my little yeah. tender heart is like, guys, be nice.
1: Yeah, guy dynamics totally. are puzzling to me. I don't do well with like and each other. We do have a deep love of those CFRs. Yes. Thank God. For their priesthood, for their lives. And the Lord has been so generous to us through their spiritual fatherhood. Father Innocent, who's on the podcast uh, and has been on our podcast twice this season, mm-hmm. was kind enough to walk our staff through a charisms inventory. So we did this Catherine of Siena Institute charisms inventory, and it's been really beautiful. For us as a team to understand one another more. And just even for me in prayer to understand my heart, how the Lord made me, how he uses me. It's been amazing. I think with the best part of
0: the charisms test from Father Innocent, mm-hmm. well, the talks really. Oh, for sure. Were sh- the best part. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was this beautiful talk that Father Innocent shared. Before we did the Charism Inventory, which was this invitation from him to think about or to remember or ask the Lord for new revelation, ask the Lord to reveal to us a particular gospel that we feel drawn to. First of all, can I just say the concept of being drawn to something is really cool, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. I think we don't, you know, we don't pay attention enough to where the the Lord is kind of moving us or perking up our ears or doing
1: something in our heart, sending a chill down our spine. Yeah, I think it's often really subtle. Totally. And so and we're waiting for like signs, yes. wonders. Yes. But the spirit comes in a still small voice. Yes.
0: So when we start paying attention to these ways that the Lord is kind of perking us, we that means that we're drawn to something. Mm-hmm. So we can draw closer to it learn more about it, the Lord will slowly unpack that thing, reveal mm-hmm. more things. Anyway, so th- it was this invitation to to think about a gospel that we feel particularly drawn to, which I just love doing. And I think we've done before where we just kind of share, well, I guess I have shared a favorite gospel passage that means a lot to me, and you've shared your favorite verse. Anyway, and in that, he was sharing that in this gospel, the Lord is revealing something particularly that relates to not only your life, but your charisms and Mm -hmm. how God like infuses himself into your life so that your charisms would be an outpouring of what God is pouring into you.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's different than like a gift or a talent. Yeah, It's actually your life, your heart as an expression of God's heart in the world. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it was just cool to to think about it. And and then afterward, a couple of us met with him mm-hmm. and just discussed and kind of unpacked with him our Gospels that we felt drawn to.
1: So here's our results from the inventory, and then here's our Gospel. And how mm-hmm. are these charisms expressed and experienced in Christ in that Gospel? And then how are we then an, ex- an expression of of Christ in the world yes, in that same way. And I don't think
0: you even needed to do the charism inventory to unpack this. Totally,
1: totally. You can do it right now. Yes. Is there a gospel that you find speaks to you deeply? You come back to it again and again. When Father even introduced the idea of this gospel, I knew immediately what it was. And we were on video, which was a little embarrassing because I was so overwhelmed by it was like so obvious, you know, Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful. And I felt the power of it, like the mystery and the invitation and the possibility of it that I sat on this Zoom call, Mm -hmm. just tears like streaming down my face, thinking about how my whole life made sense Mm -hmm. in light of this gospel that I've always been attracted to. Mm
0: -hmm
1: has been a source of healing in my life. But I, I don't know that I had ever acknowledged, like, this is mine. Mm-hmm. The Lord is saying something special to me about me in this gospel. Yeah. That ownership, I think, is what makes it a little bit different. Yeah.
0: I think sometimes we need permission to own it. Yes. And Father Innocent did that. hmm And we are doing it via Father Innocent for you. Yes. He said... There is a particular gospel that Jesus, our Lord, uses to draw you in, to reveal new things to you, always and forever unpacking it in your life, and we just get to sit and be quiet and realize what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. It becomes a well for us that we can go back to again and again and drink from, and it's always new, fresh, Mm -hmm. it always satisfies, and it never runs dry. Yeah which is true of the word yes, in general, but there is a particular gospel in which the Lord has something for you. Yeah. Do you want to share yours? Yeah, so mine is in Mark 5, the Gerasene demoniac, and (laughs) it's kind of a funny one. (laughs) Once I started hearing what, you know, everybody else on staff was talking about, like their gospel, I was like, wow, that's really beautiful and like kind of... Comforting and intimate and happy, you know? Yeah. And uh, this gospel, Mark 5, Jesus, you know, comes across the Sea of Galilee in the middle of a storm pursuing this one soul who's so tormented, who's been wandering among the tombs for years, bruising himself with stones, chains can't even hold him. He's so wild and forgotten I have been known to say that when I die, I hope it's the Gerasene demoniac who comes for me. Like I feel so deeply connected to him because I, I understand what it is to be isolated and enslaved like that. And I have experienced the rescue of Jesus in that way in my life. Even as it was like washing over me and all of these pieces were kind of clicking into place, I was like, Really? Everybody else has like such like sweet, hopeful. Do you know what I mean? Like, Lord, why do we have to be so intense?
0: (laughs) You are pretty intense, BD, with the Lord. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like you and the Lord are lukewarm.
1: You're going all in.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: He's going all in on you. Praise God. Crossing that sea. It's because of Him. Totally. 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 Yeah. And really, when I met with Father Innocent and I kind of brought my like, hey, this is embarrassing, <laughs> the and <Gerizim> demoniac. <laughs> he was saying, "It's." he kept saying to me, it's not about the details. Mm. It's not about the details. You know, Beth, that your heart with and for the Lord is intimacy. So where's the intimacy? Wow. Forget about the text, the um, the dialogue, because really Jesus doesn't speak. In fact, when they even say what jesus said they quote it past tense mm. because he had said mm. come out of that man you know mm-hmm. then the the demons go into the swine and they rush into we we don't know did the demoniac fall to the ground there are so many details missing actually that's an invitation for mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. but my eyes aren't on the demoniac they're not on the physical place at all in fact my eyes are on jesus and really the source of intimacy for me and what opened up the whole gospel and helped me to kind of make sense of my whole life was in the boat on the way across the sea to go to the Gerasene demoniac. It's the one where in the midst of the storm, Jesus is asleep. My invitation into intimacy is just to, to lay with him. Hmm. And Father asked me, like, what's happening? Like, what's your experience of the storm? And I had no Sense of a storm when Mm. I was laying, just spooning little Beth up against Jesus asleep in the boat. And that's my place of intimacy. That's my wellspring of love. Yeah. That's the expression of God's heart, that intimacy that I bring to the world. Yeah.
0: What about you? Well, what I think is so cool about that is that your expression of rest, of intimacy with the Lord, is such a witness to the world to then like the effect of that being (laughs) the, the Gerasene demoniac being set free, like Mm -hmm. people seeing intimacy, knowing it's for them, like seeing your witness of your relationship with the Lord, your intimacy with him and being able to experience that themselves because they see someone else doing it. Mm. You know, they see you doing it. And I just think that that's so beautiful to, have that be your expression, mm-hmm. you know? And that, not that you're like intentionally going out and being like, hey, everybody, there's like intimacy here, but that it really is just an complete and utter overflow mm-hmm. of your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That no matter the storm, this is where we always come back to, mm-hmm. what we can always count on, that intimacy being bundled up with Jesus, you know?
1: Yeah, and that that image has been so life-giving for me. When I am just moving through my day, my Mm -hmm. life, since that conversation with Father, when I feel like I'm in the midst of a storm and I go to prayer, I just go right to that place in the bottom of the boat. Yeah. That actual image, and in a way, a bodily experience, because I like see and feel myself laying down there and see and feel the Lord behind me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a real grace for me to have that place imaginatively to go back to.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. Mhm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, mine was fairly obvious right away. Uh it was Mark 5:41, where Jesus heals Jairus's daughter, mm-hmm. who's 12, and she doesn't have a name, so her name's Jenna, naturally. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Everything about that story touches me. When I met with Father Innocent, kind of the theme that I kept coming back to and the wellspring for me is that Jesus brings us to life. Jesus wakes us up. Mm. Uh, Jesus sets us free from any and all bondage, sin for her death. And for me, that's been expressed in a lot of ways in my life. First of all, something that I recognized when I was meeting with Father Innocent and sharing about this gospel is the very first time that I knew that Jesus was alive, that He was real, that He loved me, was I was 16 years old at a conference, and a speaker was giving us an invitation into imagining the face of Jesus. So he just said that, imagine the face of Jesus right now, close your eyes, and I closed my eyes and I imagined Jesus and I had never done that before. Mm. And I had never even thought that this could be a real person. I never imagined what his eyes could have looked like or his face or his hair. or Anyway, so as I was kind of unpacking Mark 541, I was brought back to that memory because I was imagining myself as a little girl, the little 12 year old in the bed, dead, And the first thing I opened my eyes to is the face of Jesus, Mm. which was the first thing I opened my eyes to when I was deep in sin and surrounded by darkness. I opened my eyes to the light himself, to Jesus. And so that was a really beautiful, like, shared experience between me in real life as a 16-year-old girl and me imagining myself as a 12-year-old opening my eyes to him. So it's just been beautiful to, like, Unpack that story more to again, like you said, like this is a place to always come back to. Yeah, it's a place of like deep comfort to me. Yes, which I just think is profound. I think we're looking for comfort all the time, we're looking for some sense of peace, and I feel it very deeply in that room. Another really beautiful thing to me about that story is that Jesus in Mark, because the story also is in Luke. But mm-hmm. in the Mark, in the gospel of Mark version, he asks everyone to leave the room and he only brings in Peter, James and John and the girl's parents. Yeah. So all of the people are mourning and he says, why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, the audacity. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in to where the child was. And right before that, he had said to the father, do not fear, only believe. Can we just talk for a moment? Yeah.
1: I think one of the great gifts of The Chosen, this like new show that's depicting the Gospels, the life of Jesus, is that I'm starting to see it's becoming maybe even more real than it, than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I can enter into the Gospels in this very, in a holy way, yeah. in kind of a reverent way, uh-huh. and forget how normal it is, that it was normal life. So, to imagine Jesus walking up and saying, She's not dead, but sleeping, in my little praying heart, I'm like, Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Profound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I was, I forget that he's just talking to people. Yeah. Like, what a bizarre thing to say. She's dead. It makes
0: sense to you that they left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it is a crazy thing to say. And yeah. I think it's good to remember it is both profoundly beautiful. And it sounds like he's totally out of his mind, right? It's so different from our everyday, right? So they laughed at him and he kicked him
0: out. And what I just think is so beautiful to me is that the people who are allowed in that room were the people that he invited to believe. Mm. And for me, that means he's inviting me to faith. He's inviting me to believe. And that's a part of this healing process. That's a part of waking up that's a part of his redemption story in my life is like deep faith faith in general
1: Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's all aspects it's not one experience of you waking up Mm -hmm. is you having faith yeah and if you want to be in the room yeah if you want to see jesus move and work miracles you've got to have faith yes yeah so there's a lot of things i love about it yeah yeah You said it's deeply comforting for you. Yeah. If you had to zoom in, Mm -hmm. is there a moment, an image that you have, a word in the Gospels? Or maybe it's just a feeling in your body. What is that comfort in Mark 5 for you? I think that he came for her. They even
0: said, don't trouble the teacher any longer. And he still wanted to come for her. He will always come for me. He will be the one waking me up. There's so many ways that it's comforting. I think another thing is he is the source of my faith too. Like he Mm. is the source of my holiness, of my waking up. It's because of his hand touching me, taking me by the hand and saying, little girl, I say to you, arise. I am the source of, of everything. I'm the source of your life. So I struggled for many, many years with doubt and Really just like trying to drum up faith in my own heart and yeah. like, okay, God, I just want to believe. I just, I just want to be in the room. I want to be in the room to see your miracles, you yeah. know? And within the past six months or so, I've realized that he is the source of which gives me faith. Like I don't have to drum it up myself. Mm. It is just from this fount of living water. It's just from this deep well that I get to keep on drinking. And this will never run out, this source. This God wants me to have faith, to be holy, to be closer to Him, to be purified. It's comforting to me yeah. that I don't have to do it, that I don't have to drum it up. It's just the Lord. I can take a deep breath and chill out. Mm-hmm. The tension leaves my body.
1: Yeah, this is the the power of having a gospel, of being drawn to a gospel and allowing the Lord to reveal deeper and deeper truths about himself and about you. It becomes personal. I think what's so
0: beautiful about experiencing this in prayer and really leaning into it and saying, God, I don't know, reveal something to me. Tell me. Like I said with Beth, it doesn't stop with Beth. This intimacy and knowledge and awareness of how God is moving, particularly in and through you, will naturally pour out into how you talk about the Lord, how you experience Him with others, how you share about Him with others, what you experience with God, you will so deeply want someone else to experience. Mm -hmm. And you can't help but say that
1: and live that every day. Just even in this experience of doing it with the staff, we have a friendship as well. So I'll talk with Liv, who's our blog editor and a dear friend of mine. And she was so generous. I mean it's mm. a really vulnerable thing to share. But I said, you know, would you mind sharing your gospel? And and she did. And so many things about Liv's life wow. made sense to me in light of that gospel. It was such a privilege to hear. And when she described things that she understood from the Lord and what it brought up in her it made me ache mm. with love for Jesus to hear how he loves her. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, Liv's life and her relationship with the Lord, it's the living word. Mm-hmm. Her life is one of the books of scripture. Mm. You know, John says at the end of his gospel, like, all the books in the world could not contain the stories. Lives life is one of those stories. Wow. And the same with Kelsey. She's telling me about her gospel, and I'm thinking, I know God better. And I'm like in awe of the intricacy and Mm -hmm. the generosity and the power. Precision even. Yes. Yeah. Because of how he's speaking to her and revealing himself to her, which is different from how he's loving and revealing himself to me. Yeah, But together... Our stories, our experience, especially in those Gospels, and coming to know ourselves and to know Him in those Gospels gives me a more complete picture of the face of God. Mm-hmm. I don't get these truths or these insights from my gospel so that I can go out and give a talk about it. Yeah, I'm just living it and being healed and drinking from the well and sharing it in friendship. And that's evangelization. Yeah. You don't like put
0: on your evangelization hat, your uniform? No. I bet your uniform would be like bright pink with rainbow sunglasses.
1: No. I mean, I do have (sighs) rainbow sunglasses. Feeling very exposed right now. (laughs) Yeah. We're like Superman.
0: It's always inside.
1: Yeah. You know? Can I tell you something? Please tell me all the things, Beth. Well, when you said that thing about comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I have a a similar experience. I think we all do. There's something deeply comforting about having our own gospel, Mm, you know? Yes. But I was struck when you said that the comforting thing was that he came for her and you had already called her Jenna. So he came for you. Yeah. And there's a moment in my gospel too, not in the boat. There's this moment. it's, It's literally like a frame in a movie. It's the moment his foot like gets out of the boat and mm-hmm. onto the shore. There's like a determination there mm-hmm. that I understand the whole journey, all of this man's suffering, the whole story of his, the whole length of his life. Jesus was always coming for him. Yeah, Jesus was always coming for me. There's a, there's a pursuit. Yeah, in the heart of God that makes me feel so. It's it's the same. The fruit is the same. I can relax. Yeah. It's not me trying to get free. It's not me trying to have intimacy. He has always been coming for me. Yeah. And so I I wonder. I would love to talk to Liv and Kelsey. I would love to talk to all of you when you sit and you pray and you discover mm. with the help of the Holy Spirit your gospel. I wonder If the fruit of that will be the same for you, that you understand you've always been pursued. Yeah. He's always going to come for you. He always was coming for you. He is actively pursuing you.
0: Yeah. And he won't ever stop. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The details are totally different. Mm Mm-hmm. But the truth of the relentless pursuit of God is the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. I love that.
0: Yeah. Well, it was cool. The next really kind of invitation from Father Innocent was, okay, it doesn't just stop here, right? We're we're looking at this and keeping in mind charisms, which mm-hmm. again, you don't have to do the charism inventory. To think about this is how God pursues me, has intimacy with me, whatever that gospel is for you. And then to recognize how God wants to work in you, out into the world to reveal more of himself.
1: Yeah, so I think the experience of your gospel is twofold. It's the a wellspring, a source of intimacy. Yes. But it's also an indication of how you are like Christ in the world in that way. Yes. From that gospel. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that's kind of expressed in our charisms. So it was neat to see how they connected. Yeah. Like I could see all of my top charisms expressed in that gospel, like in Jesus himself. And so in the gospel, it's like Jesus is saying to me, yeah, I want you to do that too. Mm -hmm. Like you're like me. Yes, You get to show this side of me to the world. Yeah, Father Innocent has this way of saying like, oh, there's a lot of light on that. A lot of light on that. (laughs) Which is now like one of my favorite things ever. It's the very best. So like uh, in that whole experience of entering into the gospel and watching Jesus and him revealing his heart to us, where is there a lot of light for you in your gospel? Well, I'm excited for everyone to be thinking about this, to
0: be praying with this. Mm -hmm. Because I really believe that everyone, once they experience intimacy with God in prayer in any way that you pray, where you like feel a deep Peace and a deep intimacy that quote changes everything. You found the golden ticket, mm-hmm. and you will never, ever, 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 ever lose that golden ticket.
1: Yeah, it's the well that never runs dry.
0: Yes, should we pray? Yes, please. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you so much for everything, God, for bringing us here, for teaching us for your endless pursuit of us. Lord, thank you for what you've been stirring up in each one of our hearts, what you are revealing to us, what you will reveal to us. Thank you, Lord, for how gentle you are, peeling back layer by layer, God. Lord, we give you our heart. We give you our intellect. We give you our will. We ask for your Holy Spirit to reside in us, God to reside in all of those places, to take over us, to infuse new life into us. Thank you for being so good, so patient. We say all this in your Son, Jesus, most holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy
1: Spirit. Amen. Amen. I mean, I just, I want to go pray. Yeah. (laughs) Let's eat first. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. See ya.